We are living in unique times. I don't need to tell you this, um, but Andrew Heller um, and I have been reflecting on how college students are much more inclined to stay in. And I feel that even in myself, it's easier and more comfortable than ever to stay at home. Zoom meetings have become even more comfortable than in-person meetings. I mean, maybe literally because you can wear sweatpants, at least on the bottom half. However, I think this could have radical effects on our mental health. Many would argue that this is, we're already seeing this. And from a Christian standpoint, this makes complete sense. As I've said many times before, God is love because he's a community of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are created in the image and likeness of God. Thus, we are created for a relationship. Why do you think we spend so much time and effort on relationship? Think about our music, our movies, our arts, right, bachelor, bachelorette, right, whatever, right? Relationships aren't just an aspect of our lives. Relationships are at the very core of who we are as human beings. Why? Because God designed us that way. And so when we look at biblical writings, when we look at the books of the Bible, it's not the only imagery that's there, but it is the imagery that's used the most often. And that image is the image of marriage. Marriage between God and His people. This makes sense, again, because God is a community of persons, a community of love, in Himself as Trinity. God created us in His image and likeness. Thus, we are designed to be in relationship with God and with others. The most significant relationship we know on this side of heaven is a marriage relationship. So it makes sense that God would use that imagery to talk about his relationship with humanity, starting with his chosen people, the Israelites. So at the beginning of the first reading from Isaiah, God's chosen people had been in exile in Babylon. God allowed the Babylonians to conquer God's chosen people, the Israelites, because they had become so corrupt, so evil. They were even worshiping false gods. So in this first week, God is giving hope to those in exile. God is promising that better days are ahead if they, uh, when they will be allowed to go back to Israel, back to their homeland. Now Zion is another name for Israel, and Jerusalem is the capital city of Israel. So God is saying through Isaiah that Zion, Israel, will no longer be forsaken, will no longer be abandoned, will no longer be desolate. Just like couples often have pet names for each other, God is calling Israel my delight. God goes on to say that he will delight in Israel, that he rejoices in, in Israel, just as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride. We, the church, are the new Israel, the new Zion, the new Jerusalem. When God says he rejoices in you, this is no longer you, Israel. This is you, us, us, the church. God rejoices in us. God rejoices in you. Because of baptism, we have become a part of the church, the bride of Christ. God rejoices in us because we are his bride. And therefore, he likes to give us gifts. As St. Paul says in his first reading to the Corinthians, we have received different spiritual gifts. However, all of these different spiritual gifts come from the same Holy Spirit. 
There are different ways to serve God and one another, but this impulse all comes from the same Lord. There are different things that can be done for the kingdom of God, but it is all the same God that produces them in us. The Holy Spirit is given to all of us who have been baptized. No one is exempt. The gift of the Holy Spirit is given to us so we can benefit others. St. Paul said some are given the gift of expression of wisdom. Suppose we could think of Father Mike Schmitz or Cardinal Robert Sarah or even uh, in a previous generation, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And you can still find videos from all three of these guys on YouTube. The same is true for all the rest of the spiritual gifts. Knowledge, faith, healing. Healing, I was at a wedding uh, yesterday and one of the consultants was Father Jim Livingston. Uh, Father Jim Livingston has a gift of healing. So many people have been miraculously healed by his touch. Mighty deeds, prophecy, discernment of spirits. Here I suppose we could think of St. Ignatius of Loyola and his spiritual exercises. These have helped uh, hundreds of uh, souls through the past hundreds of years uh, to discern uh, what God is trying to say to us in prayer through our everyday experiences. Variety of tongues. Maybe you've even heard people speak in tongues out loud. Uh, it is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and even though you may not understand what they're saying, maybe it even sounds like gibberish, uh, there have been uh, instances that people have been praying in tongues, uh, in languages that they don't even know. I had a classmate in seminary that had the gift of tongues. There are some people who have the gift of interpretation of tongues. Again, maybe the people who are speaking in tongues do not even understand what they are saying. Maybe they are speaking an ancient uh, language, but there are people who can interpret it. All of these gifts are from the Holy Spirit. It would be boring if we were all the same. Every single one of us has gifts from the Holy Spirit that are given to us to build up the church, to build up the world, to build up others. We, the Bride of Christ, are called to do great things. We, the Bride of Christ, are called to do great things because Jesus did great things, even miraculous things. In the Gospel, we hear about Jesus' first miracle. Jesus is at a wedding with his mom and his disciples. The wedding couple run out of wine. In the ancient world, this was a huge social no-no. Even today in America, we make or order way more food than we need. Why? Because to run out of food or drink would be... I don't even know, like you just don't do it, right? Even more so in the ancient world. If you're going to throw a party, you better have more than enough food and drink for the guests. Well, this couple and their families had miscalculated. They had run out of wine. Mama Mary knows her son. Mary knows that Jesus can do something about this problem. When Mary tells Jesus that they have run out of wine, Jesus responds, My hour has not yet come. In the Gospel of John, the hour refers to Jesus' passion, Jesus' agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, his torture, and finally his death on the cross. Now Jesus is fully God, but he is also fully human. In his divinity, God, Jesus knows that once he performs the first miracle, 
it will eventually lead to his torture and his death. And in his humanity, Jesus hesitates from the task in front of him, knowing it will eventually lead to a lot of pain and suffering. As a good mother, Mary nudges her son forward. Mary tells the servers, do whatever he tells you. Jesus then turns 120 to 180 gallons of water into the best possible wine. Again, it is fitting that Jesus' first miracle takes place at a wedding. Marriage is the greatest metaphor image we have of God's relationship with us. Again, we are made in the image and likeness of God. God is a community of persons. God is love. We are created to be in relationship with God and with others, especially as the church, the bride of Christ. We have been given great gifts by the Holy Spirit for the good of others. We must be bold and not hold back in using our unique gifts for the church. I truly believe that the best years of the church are ahead of us. But in order for that to happen, we must be open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and then have the boldness and courage to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a world that is increasingly hostile to the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus tells his disciples over and over again, Do not be afraid. My brothers and sisters in Christ, do not be afraid to be in a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. They need the message of Jesus Christ more now than ever.